For this season of the What is Love pod, I decided to step outside of my immediate friend group. I called people I may never meet in person. Hello, hello. I bounced around the city and ended up interviewing people on their own couches. Okay. Are you ready? No, I'm not ready. I'm ready. I asked them about how they feel about love. Like, it is, it is an invisible tide just kind of dragging and carrying you, freewheeling the whole way. How it grounds us as humans. Proof that you're alive and that you're feeling things and that there is something so profound that could, like, knock you off your feet. How different people structure their relationships. I am very poly. I want to date other people. She introduced me to the concept of non-monogamy. And how we feel things differently. I have found I've just had like a very different relationship with jealousy and what it means to me. I asked them about how where they grew up affected them. I knew it was an option to like him in because I grew up in the South and that's just very much taboo. How they met their person. Uh, she was in the audience while I was performing and she likes to joke with everyone that she's my number one fan girl. How they recognized love innately. I don't know how I was sure it was, I, I just knew it. With their words about their past, their feelings, their needs, and the different ways they all experience this human instinct to love, I may be finally coming closer to answering the question, what is love? In order to protect everyone's privacy, we have blurbed over all names in this episode. These are also fairly short because they're just follow-ups, so I'll just yeah. dive in. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. So you are the friend who is skeptical of love. Are you still skeptical of love? Yes. <laughs> Next question. No. <laughs> oh my. So in the first episode, you talked about how you were having big feelings for someone but also how logistically it might not work out. Can you tell us what happened? Yeah, I'll give you the abbreviated version. The long version would take far too long for this. I let myself feel some feels and found myself in a situation ship. <laughs> oh. I'm so glad that this word exists and that the social media shenanigans exist to help me kind of process what's happening. It's like, it was really, really good. <laughs> and then, of course, predicted it ended in heartbreak. And Ooh. one time heartbreak wasn't enough, I had to do it three times. <laughs> so you got back together and then broke up two more times. Yeah, I wouldn't say we got back together because we were in a situation ship. And so it was just like we tried to, like, call it quits. And then, like, I would have a moment of weakness if he would. And we would, like, reach out and chat for a while. And then... uh something usually bad <laughs> on my end would happen. So, you know, again, like the, the reality, he just wasn't in a spot to be in a relationship and I wasn't the right person. So that's what it was. But, but it was, yeah, it was just like, you know, it was a, it was a situation. <laughs> and backsliding happens so easily when yeah. you're like these moments of like, oh, I feel alone. And then you're like, yeah. oh no, the text that I shouldn't have sent. And then yeah. you're back. Yeah. Yeah. Often alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is definitely, it's not great. It's like the yeah. mailing list of tequila. Yeah, yeah. But it was like impressing that the breakup or the 
situation just break up or whatever it was like it was such a treat to kind of review now like I was at first preparing for our chat because my favorite thing that I did to try to help myself get over it was to put our conversation into this AI called text from my ex (laughs) 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 and it was like the most fun experience to explore because it's this like AI conversation and it was like shockingly accurate for like just like reviewing text and being able to name some of the things that were going on and so I pulled a couple of quotes all right let's hear the AI quotes so yeah I put our conversations into text from my ex it's this like AI analyzer of conversations and it was the most fascinating and hilarious experience and so I, I wanted to read a couple of those texts or those descriptors to you is that okay yes please <laughs> so it said we were 65% compatible, which feels about right. And then my favorite quote is you two swing between independence and codependency like it's a recreational sport. <laughs> and then the next one uh, was your shared sense of humor and well, conversation. This relationship interesting, which I and was like probably the main reason why I like fell so hard and was so interested in this person and really stimulated my brain in a way that like people hadn't in a long time um and then (laughs) the next one that makes me giggle is reluctance to be serious or open up is here playful banter can only go far before it starts seeming dodgy and this was like (laughs) which is that he was like very funny and very charming and just could not ever have a serious conversation Like, that's fun for a bit, and then you're yeah. like, okay, come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on that note, why it will never work, one of you is accidentally going to hurt the other with a poorly timed joke, and that's exactly oh. what happened. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, what was the joke? Well, I mean, it was uh, it was that playful banter. So, it, in fact, this is the most recent uh, breakup, and it just happened on January 16th, <laughs> because he texted me that he was going to be back in New York, and... And he didn't ask me, he said, if you're going to be around, but he didn't like ask me to come and he didn't uh. say he wanted to see me. He just said, if you're going to be around. And so like, and we had this like fun, playful banter until I asked him to just like, tell me, do you want to see me or not? Yeah. <laughs> and then actually, can I just read it to you? Yes, so please. Stupid. I am like heavily invested. <laughs> I'm just so angry about it. So I'm just going to read it. He says, morning. Sorry, I realized that was a little insensitive. I'm not sure how you want to continue our relationship, but for me, it would be the case of a friendship. If you're around, then we can catch up, but I can't promise anything more than conversation. I said, okay, fair. That's helpful. Straightforward, clear. <laughs> and then he sends a dick pic that he sent <laughs> in February or, or April. I can't remember. He said, I definitely can't be carrying on like this 16-year-old. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And then he says, I know my actions and words and thoughts don't always align, but I'm trying to be better. You think? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. We're done. (laughs) We're done now. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, because clear answer as an adult, but you don't follow it up with a dick pig. Correct. It was so shocking. I sent it to my friend, uh, Leticia, on accident. I meant to, like, blur it out. (laughs) (laughs) And she was so shocked. (laughs) I couldn't believe that this was happening in the context of a breakup conversation. It's so ridiculous. It's so, it's like, it's so funny, funny, but it's bad. Like you can't, you can't. 
and yet it was so fucking funny. So I was like, you know what? This is this is fine. This is how it is. Oh this, this feels appropriate. It's, it's <laughs> almost like he can't help himself. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. He oh, just, yeah. Uh, so did the app help you to not backslide again? Um, it's the dick pic and the very confusing communication. <laughs> Okay. All of those things have helped me say, okay, we're really done. <laughs> this is really over. Oh, uh. I'm like still in shock. Like I've never <laughs> gotten a dick pic mid breakup. <laughs> I know, in the breakup, it was so ridiculous. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> oh, oh goodness. So everyone download the app. What is the app called again? called text from my ex it's just a website and you can upload your text conversations in and it is fucking delightful i love it that sounds amazing <laughs> i think everyone should do that Agree. so in between that relationship was there anything else that kind of happened did you have relationships with anyone else because yes <laughs> go on <laughs> Please. Three, also a doozy <laughs> Uh, okay, so again, I'll try to tell you the abbreviated version, and that is that after the second breakup with uh, my situationship, I went home to my hometown for my 20-year high school reunion, which was a fucking riot. Like, I wasn't sure what to expect, but I knew that there were some girls from way back that I wanted to, like, reconnect with and, like, hang out with and have some fun, and um, and I was a little nervous because, again, like, I hadn't seen most of these people in a very long time. So I show up and we're having a great time. We're reconnecting. We're sharing stories. It's really fun. And across the way, I see a gentleman who's given me the eyes. And I'm like, hmm, I don't recognize the person. <laughs> but then he's over and he's like, hey. Friend who is still skeptical of love. And I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> you know who I am. I don't know who you are. And so we start kind of chit-chatting and having a fun little flirty banter. And we're happy to get to know each other. We're going to call him Liar Liar Pants fire by the way okay that sounds like a good nickname <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so this he, should end well <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so he and I are having a great time we're chatting we're getting along I'm like oh this will be a great distraction from my second breakup with my situationship it'll be great and so we get into the car into my car to go to the after party which is at a biker bar naturally <laughs> naturally or it's karaoke night and um we're having a great chat and, and in the car on the way over he said hey you know I just want to like get this out in the open I have two kids you know here's my life blah and I said okay cool no problem like I'm not in the mood to be a stepmom but like <laughs> whatever we're we're having fun it's great and so we show up at the bar and we have a little smooch in my car and it's great a really nice smooch really nice smooch <laughs> <laughs> and my mom's neighbor is in front of the bar and she says is this your husband <laughs> yeah, yes no <laughs> i'm not married you know this about me <laughs> and she says is he gay right in front of him <laughs> i just like was dying this is like classic bernice we love her she's great <laughs> So we go into the bar and we and somebody there has already got forty five Jello shots for the group of seven of us. Wow! And so we know that this could be started with night. We have a great night. We're singing karaoke. We're drinking ridiculous amounts. Like it's just like we're having so much fun. Bernice challenges us to a pool game, and he almost gets into a little bit of a fight with some bikers, and it's what? a whole thing. <laughs> right. And so now it's like one o'clock in the morning, and I text my mom. 
you know, I'm going to stay over at my friend's house because mm. obviously we're going to go find a place. But like, where are we going to go? We're in our hometowns. We're staying with our parents. So, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> so we find a hotel. We hang out. We have a lovely night together. It's really wonderful. And I put him in my phone as soulmate because I'm like, this is going to make a really fucking story someday. Mm. And um, and then we're we're continuing to chat. We're having a great time. Like, we're getting to know each other. I'm feeling good. I'm like, this will be such a great story. We, like, fell in love at our 20-year high school reunion. And I'm like, oh, my God, what a hilarious time. Like, I didn't even know who he was. And, you know, now we're like, you know, whatever, blah, 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 right? Like, I was letting, I was letting, letting the, like, hilariousness of circumstances be away. And so we're back in DC and I'm telling my friend, I'm like, oh my God, I have to tell you this story. It's so funny. I think I'm in love. Oh God. <laughs> and then he's like, well, we need to have a chat. This is like about 24 hours later, I think. Um, we need, maybe 48, I can't remember, but we're chatting a lot. We're texting, we're having phone calls on the ride home. It's great. And so I text my, and so we, he and I hop on the phone and he says, I need to tell you something. Oh no. <laughs> I'm married. Oh, no. <laughs> so oh. I text my friend and I'm like, oh my God, catastrophe. This is going downhill fast. And I like, I go up to her apartment, like crying as I'm like recounting oh. this story because I was really upset. And, you know, I'm just like, I can't believe he lied to me. He had a perfect opportunity when he told me he had children. Yeah. <laughs> so he was married. <laughs> Would have been nice. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Uh, you know, as a girl who loves to make bad decisions, I, you know, decided that I would give him a chance to explain himself and kind of right the wrong. And he, you know, he said, oh, you know, we, it's a loveless marriage. We haven't been together in a long time. We're sleeping in separate bedrooms. We're planning to split up, but I just haven't really like had the motivation to do it and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like he said all the things and, and persuaded me. And I was, again, like kind of reeling from my last heartbreak with my situation to the second one and was really in the mood to like have a good distraction and somebody who cared about me and like wanted to be in a relationship with me and like my situation And so Liar Liar Pants on Fire wooed me really nicely. Like he would send me little good morning texts and check in on me and ask how my day was and just, you know, sent a lot of caring vibes my way. You know, we spent a couple of other weekends together and had a really, really good time. I'm not exaggerating, telling you that it was the best sex of my life. <laughs> so, so we kind of got closer and closer, but at the same time, I was feeling a little hesitant about like him just continuing to like withhold information. And at a certain point, I, you know, I told him, like, we really can't keep seeing each other unless you're really good moves towards separating. And he said, absolutely, you know, we'll do, well, I'm going to have the conversation with her tonight, whatever, you know, he said the right things and apparently had the conversation. And, and again, what he didn't tell me <laughs> oh, no. was that she didn't want to split. She wanted to try to work things out. She wanted to like figure out how to do it. And he kind of cagely hid that from me, you know, little by little, like the trust continued to erode. And then again, I'm not sure if I <laughs> tell this part but these are enough right yeah they're very anonymous (laughs) so we're starting to kind of be on the outs and I think I'm really truly done at this point but you know again we we probably need like have a conversation to to be done so I take a couple of days I tell him I need a little bit of space I need to think I'm going up to New York to visit some friends you know I'll call you when I'm back and I come home 
or, and I'm text and I text him. I say, you know, Hey, how have you been? You know, he's like, not great. We need to have a talk, <laughs> which again is always a bad sign with him. <laughs> it's never a great sign when you need to have a talk because something else is going to come to light. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And this something else was gonorrhea. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. He Are was you like, serious? Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm not doing well. I, I just found out that I have it. And like, and I'm like, well, <laughs> oh. I don't because I had just been tested in August and, you know, had no signs or symptoms. Wait. And then, yeah. Where did he get it from? <laughs> Good fucking question. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> okay, the best part of the story. <laughs> oh, it gets better? <laughs> oh my god. The, the Taylor, I, I mean, obviously, like, I was like so livid at this point. Yeah. But the part that really makes me laugh about it now at this point in my life, um, he tells me, he says, you know, I was having a hard time peeing back in June, which is before we met. Oh god. And he's like, my dad, who is a doctor, told me it's because I drink too much Dr. Pepper. Oh, his dad is. <laughs> Probably great doctor. Great doctor. Good job. <laughs> oh my god. So that was my brush with death. And, um... <laughs> How did so? But if he wasn't sleeping with his wife, like who fucking knows? Oh I my god. That's the thing. I don't know if I can trust him that he wasn't sleeping with his wife. I don't know that I could trust that his wife wasn't sleeping around. I don't know. You know, like I just have no answer to this, and I'm sure he thinks it was me but I tested twice (laughs) oh my god what an a-hole yeah you know it happens STDs happen yeah but like to to come at me as hard as he did like with blame and assumption that it was me was upsetting but if he couldn't pee before he even met you and let's face it it was not the Dr. Pepper (laughs) then it could not have been you yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I think he's real dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very uh, sorry. Well, I'm glad that, well, that then probably also propelled you back into situationship land. 100%. That was like oh. the third approach. <laughs> it's almost like you just need like one good person in the mix to like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute chaos. So that was the that was the, the story between the stories. That story is wild. <laughs> There's so many layers. I know. <laughs> I did not see that coming at all. Absolutely crazy. You wouldn't believe it if I. Oy vey. Okay, I need to refocus. Yeah. But knowing what you know now, what would yes. you have told the person that you were at the during the first time we recorded? Yeah, I, I was thinking about this one a lot in preparation. I think, I think I would say, like, just to not be scared to open up and let the feels happen, but I probably would have had stronger and clearer boundaries a little bit sooner. All of my friends were saying, the situationship is not good enough for you, like, that the boundaries have the boundaries. I mm. did not. <laughs> so. When you really like someone, it's hard. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it sucks, but... So for your next relationship, what are kind of the top three things that you're looking for? Yeah. And assuming this is someone that like I, that I want and they want to be in it for the long haul, I think the three things that I've been thinking a lot about are intimacy and a sense of really understanding who that is and what matters to us. And then really thinking through that, that real sense of partnership piece. Um, 
making sure that the the literal and emotional labor is fairly fairly shared. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, what are complete deal breakers for you? Yeah, I think the the clear one for me is still somebody who has a lot of insecurities about themselves but hasn't done the work to figure their shit out a little. You know, we all carry so much shit from our families and our culture, you know, reasons why we are who we are and what we do. But I, I want someone who's done enough introspection to at least be able to like make it and communicate about it and, you know, be honest and open and um, not hiding behind excuses. Yeah. And hiding things in general. It's yeah. <laughs> After all this, how do you feel about love? You know, I was really angry. Um, like so angry some of my friends were concerned about me for a while <laughs> but now I'm pretty resigned I think I mean, like what this looks like is just like a shrug <laughs> yeah feeling about love right now and I think that's fair I think you kind of got put through the ringer quite a bit there and so this is kind of a new question I'm asking people just the relationships around you and a lot of times we do see good examples of that but is there any relationship that you would actually be like, I want to be in that, I would switch with one of the partners and actually live that relationship. <laughs> yes. Um, I think they're most with my female friends. Like, I just love them so intensely and they're so thoughtful and they would make great life partners. So I would definitely love to be some of my female friends. <laughs> I love that. You're like, yes, let's start a commune, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting a commune. So what do you kind of want out of your love life? like in the future beyond like a shrug does that mean you're kind of just like whatever you know comes will come or you still dating and like on the apps or you know what do you kind of see yeah so I'm right now like I'm I'm pretty resigned um and I would probably like next go for a fling to kind of get back on the horse or back on the or whatever that expression is and just try to get the last year out of mind a bit <laughs> But I think in the future, I, I do still want a, a real partnership, a real, like, long-lasting love. You say that, but of course, <laughs> my choices aren't always aligned with that goal, so who knows? And then the final question, is it different from the first time you were on What is Love? No, I mean, I think it really still feels like a lot of the same things as last time. But I think one of the, like, new things that I, I learned, it was, in, <laughs> oddly enough, like a science communication workshop. And they were talking about the concept of trust and trustworthiness. And the scientist who studies this called it something like the willingness to be vulnerable to someone, mm-hmm. like being willing to be susceptible to harm. And that like that has stuck with me. And I think there's something really important about like having a sense of willingness to be open to these kinds of, of feelings, the sadness as well as the joy. that's been sitting with me I mean if you're not ready to be open it's really hard to love all right it's been lovely catching up thank you for doing this I think we're all very riveted by where you will be going so we're gonna have to keep track of you thank you love you love you if you have any questions about tonight's episode please email me at the what is love podcast at gmail.com And if you live in the New York area and would like to be interviewed for the podcast and are not a serial killer, because I do record this in my living room, please also reach out. Thank you.